Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Gerard, I'm excited about this podcast we're about to do. There's a lot of really great subjects to hit. Yeah, you did a great job putting it together. A lot of great subjects, a lot of sad subjects. I mean, it's just, this is this is life, right? This is what, the NBA is just a microcosm of the larger world it inhabits, right? So bad things happen in real life, bad things happen in the NBA, good things happen in real life, good things happen in the NBA. Storm, storms are always coming. Spoken of the All- true Floridians, storms are always coming. <laughs> always. So the storm has already come for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, yesterday was supposed to be Kevin Durant's home debut, doing his normal pregame work, uh, warm-up routine, which... Oh, by the way, I being hit when he was in Brooklyn the last couple few years, I've had a chance to see that. You know when people say so and so goes full game speed, like that is what he does when he's doing his pre game routine. I love he that he's going full game speed. Yeah. Things on half, he gets up a full sweat. So towards the end of his workout, um, he went up for a shot like he normally does. Came down. Now either he slipped or he landed wrong and rolled his ankle. Whatever the situation may be, that's what happened. He landed, rolled his ankle, got up, finished the rest of his workout, went back into the training table. He was scratched in the game, left the game in a walking boot. Um, no em- no imaging has been done yet. That's going to be done at some point uh, today. It's 11 o'clock Eastern, so only uh, 9 o'clock Mountain Time. So at some point, or maybe now, this imaging is happening. We'll probably find out on Friday when they have practice. Although if it's something bad, I imagine maybe Shams or Woj or somebody will tweet it out, whatever happens sometime later today but that's what's happening right now in phoenix i mean holy fuck right i uh i did a pod this week uh the baseline it's called and they were talking about the suns they're celtics fans they were talking about the suns and at some point in our conversation i threw in like are we even sure he's going to be healthy this whole time like he you know he's had this knee injury multiple times now obviously this is not a knee injury but you don't know if that wasn't the ult- ultimate cause is just having a weak knee and leading to some ankle issue. Could have been just bad luck with a slip. Either way, it's just this no surprise. You know, the old guys get hurt even when they're not playing. You know, it's, uh, it's so sad because we all were so excited to watch them. I mean, yeah. we, I think everybody in Phoenix saw the first three games and they were like, Woo, he doesn't even oh. know what's going on yet. And, and, we're, and we're looking so good. And this so was good. his home debut. And his, and the home fans were so looking so forward to it. fucking sucks, man. That was the sad part for them because they don't have, they don't get the injury report like we do. And like, so they're in the arena waiting for pregame introductions. And then they're like, wait, what? How come his name hasn't gotten called? What's happening? Yeah. All right. It, it was, it, it's sad for them. So we'll see what, what ends right, up happening. Hope. Well, we know hope. Let, let's hope it's just something minor. And, you know, he's only, he only misses a few games. Uh, Devin Booker continued his hot streak. <laughs> was killing it. Awesome last yeah, night. So good. Um, He's he's very good at basketball. Look, they are right now in the third spot, I believe. Um, For, maybe fourth, but fourth. trending up. Yeah, tre- trending up. Correct. Fourth trending up. Uh, Memphis is slipping. We'll get to them in a yeah. minute. Uh, they have a big game with Sacramento. Phoenix does on Saturday. Who's ahead of them by two games? We'll see if Durant's back for that game. Who knows what, what that situation is? But that's what's happening uh, right now uh, with the Phoenix Suns. Um, let's move to the East. Fred Van Vliet was not a happy camper yesterday uh after after a game so he apparently got uh, a technical foul um from official ben taylor and you know players after the game will often say different things and you know but fred i feel like he he really was not pleased and he just let off a can after this game i was i was actually kind of surprised coach that like he he definitely he went there but you know listen 
players do what they do and they got to say what they say. So let's listen to Fred Van Vliet. Let me know if you can hear it. I mean, I don't mind it. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fucked the game up. You know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you compete pretty hard. Third quarter, I get a bullshit tech. Changes the whole dynamic of the game. Changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um, just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was and um it's been disappointing this season um you could look up most of my texts this year have been with ben taylor officiated so at a certain point as a player you feel it's personal and um it's never a good place to be that's not why we lost tonight we got outplayed um but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome yikes a lot of f-bombs called him a d-word like suffice to say Fred VanVleet's going to get a massive fine from the NBA. That is coming. He knows because he said, I don't care. Like, it's I don't know how much it's going to be. It's going to be a lot. But, David, he unloaded. That's That, to me, is uh, a player that's had a disappointing season on a team that's had a disappointing season that looked like they were, they were about to try to get to 500, and then they lose back-to-back games uh, these last two games. Um, and in their opinion, they got rooked in, in Denver. I watched the game. I'm not sure I agree, um, but I know they feel that way. Fred Fred clearly feels that way. He said it, and I I I agree with one thing he said. Uh, it's personal, but I think it's personal on his side. Like mm. you can't just tell me the same referee is giving you most of the technicals, and then have me just assume okay, it's the referee with the agenda. Uh, it, it, I'm not saying it can't happen that way. It can, right. Right. but could it also be Fred that you the most disrespectful you ever are is with that guy who I don't even know who that is, ben Taylor we should be. look into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's look into it and see. Um, I know this. There's no one supervising Fred Van Vliet's behavior uh, as it relates to any one particular referee. But no one's doing that. That doesn't mean you don't get punished in a game for what he's did. Got a tech. But there's no governing body. Well, there is for the referees. Yes. If, 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 there, are, if there is a referee showing bias against a player – there's going to be a, an investigation, and these guys can ultimately lose their job, these guys, these men and women, over it. Um, I think they're the best referees of any sport. Not that I watch that much of the other sports anymore, but I used to. Uh, they're not perfect. You and I both have talked just the other day about mm-hmm. uh, what's a foul for a superstar isn't a foul. Um, what isn't a foul for a superstar is a foul for other people, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's a concern of mine. Um, I don't find them typically giving out texts that aren't deserved. They don't want to give out texts typically. I didn't see this particular play. But to me, it's more of Fred just has had enough. It's really hasn't gone as well as he thought he might. And uh, he's frustrated as hell. I thought it was interesting because it was coming off the heels of that Denver game where Scotty Barnes got tossed at the end of yeah. that game. And the, uh, and the allegations were that Barnes was saying um, to, was it Scott Foster? Scott, Scott Foster that, what are you rigging this game? Like challenging Scott's like integrity. I think like, you said you're cheating. I think you literally used the word cheating. You're cheating. Yeah. And, that's an automatic. And given the situation with Tim Donaghy and everything, you know, the NBA is very sensitive to that. And the officials, officials are sensitive to that. I want to play the other side here. I'm not going to act like they're all infallible and all these referees are perfect and do nothing wrong. I, I'm sure they do. 
I'm not saying any refs are involved in anything uh, underhanded yeah. or because I don't know. But is it possible? Sure. We just we saw Tim Gunnigan do it, and he wasn't the only one uh, associated with it, right? So, because I mean, if you watched the, the documentary, you saw all the other officials. He was texting repeatedly, right? So it's like, okay, there were other people involved too, who may or may not have been, you know, who didn't get in trouble, but may have been altering games in some way. And this comes down to the integrity of the game, right? At the end of the day, these refs are human beings, right? And they're going to have emotions, right? Just like, as you said, David, maybe Fred is most disrespectful towards uh, Ben Taylor, Ben Taylor, more than any other refs, and maybe. Ben Taylor, yep. of all the players, likes Fred the least. Like, the, the refs have likes and dislikes. That is a true thing. Like, it's it's there. They're human, right? Now, their job is to be as be uh, unbiased and call the game fairly. But how you feel about someone can and sometimes seeps into how you decide to call games. I, I'm sure that's true. Can we figure it out? I don't know. But, you know, it's something that bears paying attention to. I just, yeah, I'll go back to what I said before. There is recourse for the referee who's showing bias against the player. There is there are consequences. The uh, there are no consequences when a player has a problem with a particular referee, except for he might get a technical and might get fined. There's a difference. He's not gonna lose his job. Right. Referees could lose their job if they're clearly showing that they're biased against the player. And so, I mean, I'm glad I, I I'm glad the NBA has that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they should pretend that there's no possible way there's cheating or rigging. Of course, these things are possible. That's why we have all these plans in place mm-hmm. to safeguard against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue to Fred, uh, I would strongly suggest to Fred that, that you've got to learn to swallow your anger and frustration after mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. If you really believe that, call your union, right? Call your owner, call your executives, and file complaints. That is, the way you handle it there is just isn't, isn't the best thing for our, for our league, I'm speaking if I was, as if I was a player yeah. and owner. No, no, but yeah. I, I don't think that was the best way to do it. But again, I just, it's been a, it's not been a trash fire in Toronto. It was about to be a trash fire. <laughs> and they just played better lately. Now they played a bunch of bad teams, but still. <laughs> and they've had their heart ripped out of them two straight games against two very good teams. Um, uh, that they, and they could have won both games and didn't, which is how the last few years have gone. <laughs> really. They've been kind of disappointed. They had a little stretch last year where things looked up and they lost in, in six to Philly. But um, uh, it's just, they're just frustrated. And I think there's yeah. going to be some major changes in Toronto too. Um, and one last point on that. I think you're right, because if I remember correctly watching that video, he was at the podium and dressed. So yeah. that means he showered, right? Had a chance yeah, to cool off. Yeah, he was wearing a sweater, yeah. Like, I think at that point, either you take the fine of, I'm not going to do media today, and you say, right? Okay, you might get fined, I don't know, 10, 25 grand for that. Versus maybe doing it that way. But to your point, go to the union reps and file a complaint and do it that way, right? Instead of coming off, you know, and doing it this way. Because to your point, it will have an overall stain on the league. And we don't want to invite, you know, bad faith actors to say, oh, see, I knew it. This is the NBA's rigged and all those kind of things that, that people like to say about it. He's going to get suspended, I think. Probably. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know anything about anything, but I, just my gut feeling was that guy's not going to be allowed to play a game or two. That was inflammatory. I mean, it was, that was, I mean, he legitimately like said it was personal and like, no, it's, it's, yeah, I, I imagine he, he's I, talking. I, listen, that. we, I understand the competitive nature of this sport, but I will tell you that, uh, well, you and I have, have plenty of opportunities to air our grievances, mm-hmm. which, which, because of this podcast and I've done a lot of others. Man, there's some people I fucking don't like in this world. 
<laughs> I don't talk about them. That's just not the form for it, right? If there's a yeah. way to follow up and have someone suffer a consequence for their actions, I'll do it. But this is not the way to do it. And I thought Fred, again, he was just angry and frustrated, but he needed a uh, cooler heads needed to prevail there. In my opinion, I'm sure Messiah will speak to him, but I, I think the larger symptom is he, he's not going to be in Toronto next year. Mm. There's may not be in Toronto next year. I'm not guaranteeing. I'm just saying these are things right. that are possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's just been a bad year. Yep. Uh, David moving to some new stuff. The NBA is doing, um, it was announced, I think yesterday, or maybe today that the NBA is updating its advanced player and ball tracking data beginning next season. And it's switching its data provider to Hawkeye innovations. Um, it's going to keep second spectrum. Uh, and they're going to use the analytics and the augmentation tool like they have been doing, but they're going to bring in Hawkeye. Now fans who hear the word Hawkeye, if you're a tennis fan, you know what Hawkeye is, right? Because Hawkeye is what they basically use for line calls. Right? Oh, I that's, didn't know that. Yeah. That's I, I, w- I, I remember Hawkeye. As part of the DC Super Friends world, <laughs> comic book, yes, yeah, <laughs> and the that. TV and the TV show back in the seventies right. when I was a little kid, yeah. Um, and this is just you know the NBA again of all the leagues showing how progressive it is as it relates to using more cameras and data points and what the Hawkeye technology is going to do is as opposed to having one center of mass on a player, it will allow for more more points on a player's body, right? So you'll be able to track things like. How close was someone's hand to a shooter's face in terms of distance and how much did that affect shot quality, right? So if your hand is between a foot and a foot and a half away versus between half a foot and a foot, what's the what's the shooting percentage difference, right? These are the kinds of things that, that, that the, the new technology will be able to, to provide. I, I'm in favor of all this stuff. As you know, here we're progressive. We like it. I just want the NBA to be smart about how they use it and use it to make the game and the product appealing to more people. At All-Star uh, Weekend, Adam has his tech summit where they you know, unveil new things. And the whole big thing was like, look, you can virtually appear inside an NBA arena. And I'm like, that's all well and good. How about the League Pass app just works normal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I love all these things, but make it so that the product, the, the products you have work and that they are enjoyable and accessible for a broad, a broad swath of NBA fans. All right, a couple of things. So first of all, I think Hawkman was in the DC Super Friends. Ah. Hawkeye, I think, is in the Marvel universe. <laughs> uh, that being, I don't want to get upset about it. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't see it as a fan. I think what you said is right. I see it as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we teach early high hand contests for shots. But it's just a theory because you couldn't measure where the hand was. You only measure where the body was mm-hmm. in second spectrum's old stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we should be able to do that. Yep. I think there's all sorts of extremities they can measure mm-hmm. now. Um, there's so much more to this, Gerard. So we can calculate, I say we, they can calculate the percentage of passes caught at every level, level of a player's body in post-ups. Mm-hmm. Are you better off throwing it to his knees? Better throwing it up 12 feet in the air, 11 feet in the air, 13 feet in the air at his chest defensively, where should your hands be on certain actions? If you watch some of the smarter defensive players on pick and roll, they'll go over the top of the screen, okay? But they'll get their hand low to take away the early quick pocket pass, Mm -hmm. right? But maybe they shouldn't get it low. Maybe you should have it a little bit higher. All these things should be registered, recorded, studied, Mm -hmm. and then released to all of us that are teaching the game so that we can teach it more wisely. Is there another example? I had a player the other day 
he was defending a, a guy, let's say he was on the, on the right elbow, okay? That player is driving for like a running right-handed shot, and my player went to go contest it with his right hand as he was sliding left, and I told him, use your left hand, which mm-hmm. corresponds more to where, the right, to where that hand is, to where the shooting hand is. Now, there might be some risk for fouling mm-hmm. because of, of your body angle, whereas if you kind of go right hand, you kind of stay out of the way, you're turning some. There's arguments in my world about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so we have no way of knowing the better way. We'll have it now. Yeah. With this technology, we'll be able to teach the game at a, a much more nuanced level. I mean, I could, I could talk five hours about this. I won't. <laughs> but there's so many things. Yeah. This, this is not just picking up the center of your body. Right. It's all these other aspects. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it can pick up uh, the way, the angle of you're moving your left foot. Like we talk a lot about, there's a lot of players who are tall and quick, but don't realize how quick they are. So if you attack them, let's say you go after their right hip and with your left hand as you're driving from the top of the key, let's say, and they open up their body too much and give them room because they're afraid if they don't, you'll get, they'll get blown by. And so we have to teach not opening up so much and trust your instincts, whatever. But there's a certain angle to take that works and one that's too deep, one that's too shallow, and we'll call the foul. And so we're guessing those angles. Mm-hmm. I think this can give us all of that yeah. potentially uh, and, and really make it customized for the individual mm-hmm. on both sides, the defensive mm-hmm. player and the offensive player on both sides. So uh, it, uh, my experience with Second Spectrum, and Henry was with me the first time we visited when it first kind of opened or close to being when it was first they told me I was asking questions they hadn't really heard yet. Uh, I have a feeling this was years ago. I have a feeling that they're yeah. caught up a lot. But though I'm mm-hmm. in touch with Second Spectrum, and the guy, Mike uh, Diario, that was, that was uh, quoted in the, in the mm-hmm. release, I believe he was a coach at MIT when I was coaching their point guard mm-hmm. a long time ago. So, and he's a great guy. Um, I can't wait to talk to him about this. I'm going to let it play out a little bit, and then I'm going to speak to him about what, what else they're doing. And I'm hoping even to come b- go visit there this spring. Yeah, and see exactly what they're doing and and what they can train the computers to look for. Because the AI is all about, Gerard, teaching the computer. Right. Okay, this is what a dribble handoff is. Mm -hmm. This is what freeze fake is, blah, blah, blah. And then it can find itself and track it on its own. Humans don't have to do it. Humans are doing the coding for it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to ask it questions, and then you have to teach it the answer. Mm -hmm. And then it does it on its own. That's the AI. Um, So, yeah, this could be really remarkable stuff. Well, I think like most things, right, those who are curious and smart are going to find a way to use it as a competitive advantage, right? So the good teams that are well run, right? And the ones that are shittily run, like, you know, they, they won't use it, right? Yeah, the, the old school person who's going to say, yeah, we didn't have this in my day. and We were fine. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked again. <laughs> yeah, like it's probably been happening. Yeah, the uh, technology, modern thinking tends to win. Conservative yeah. thinking doesn't. No, no, it, it it's for sure true. Um, David, on the floor, yeah, the the team that you cannot quit, the LA Clippers have won two straight, and a certain player has been playing particularly well. Kawhi Leonard averaging twenty seven, six point six and four on fifty two, forty nine, ninety one shooting, which is absurd, joke, man, absurd. Yeah, look. Everyone knows we've seen it. We know what we've seen this guy be the best player on the biggest stage and dominate on both ends of the floor. We have seen it. And it's always that 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 thing that flies on our NBA Twitter. You know, when healthy, and it's like, well, it's been hard because he hasn't been healthy. But it is true. When healthy, I can't imagine there are a lot of players players you're picking above Kawhi Leonard in the NBA when healthy. 
So he's played um, 24 games, I think, in 2023. Good amount. Mm-hmm. They're 14 and 10. So I have some qualifications about this, but but I mean, we've seen him be the best player in the league yep. for stretches in the postseason, especially. And so I always go back to the first when I first learned as an adult what, what a blue chip player meant. I should have known in high school because in high school as a junior, I saw I wrote about him once uh, for a troop. I saw a player named Horace Broadnax play for which is in a team called Plant City, which is where strawberries are grown mm-hmm. in Florida. Very, very good strawberries. They have a big strawberry festival. They're known for their NFL athletes and just big time athletes. They're not known for basketball players because all those kids play football. They kick your ass in basketball athletically. They're not very skilled. But Horace Broadnax blew me away when I saw him in person as a senior. He was a, I was a junior. He was a senior. He ended up starting at Georgetown and was there when, with Pat Ewing. Went to three Final Fours, whatever, won a national championship. He was an amazing player. But as an adult, the blue chipper I first saw and woke up to was Grant Hill's senior year against my Florida Gator team when their starting center played four years of high school with me. Um, my, my player was the second best player on the court. He was a sophomore. Grant Hill was by far the best player on the court. And Jeff Capel was on the team. He's coaching now. Yep, yep. Uh, a, a Pittsburgh team that's done well. Cherokee Parks was on the team. Antonio Lang was on the team. Mm-hmm. Grant Hill was the difference. He just refused to lose. And so I remember walking out of the arena thinking, okay, that's what a real blue chipper looks like. That dude is so much better than everyone. And so we know Kawhi is that blue chipper. He just is. Paul George isn't. He's amazing. Right. But we don't have any reason to believe he's that kind of blue chip player. Mm-hmm. And just very briefly, we, we talked this a little bit off air. This is what drives some of the Jokic's and the real the MVP debate mm-hmm. is we haven't seen him do that. Over 82 games for three straight years, we've seen him be by far the best blue chipper, in my opinion, on the court. But not in the, the height of the postseason intensity, which is how some people kind of converge all this shit together. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, we've seen. We've seen. And the Clippers are not a great team. They, I keep waiting for it to come. It's not happening. Uh, but this Kawhi is a sign of something. I don't think it'll be... I, to, the idea that they're going to be easy to knock out of the playoffs is crazy because, because of what he's capable of right. doing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that you're saying, right? It's, like, it's going to make it difficult, even though they haven't kind of coalesced because of the way NBA playoff games and series work. And we, this is the history. Right? We have history. We've seen this for... Yep. You've been watching a little bit longer yep. than me, but yep. for the last 20 years, yep. this is how playoff series works. When you have that... I mean... This is what Luka did to the Phoenix Suns last year. Phoenix was a better team top to bottom than Dallas. Yeah. But they had zero answer for Luka Doncic. Yeah. None. And, and he won it. And that's what, and so I'm, really, I'm glad you brought it up that way. That is fair criticism of Jokic. They got their ass kicked last night mm-hmm. um, and he did not play well. There might have, I didn't have the volume on, so I don't know if there was something wrong with him. He looked like he was sick. I don't know if he was. But that is the, the separator, Gerard, is. Those blue chippers, like Giannis scoring 50 against Phoenix in game six, what Larry Bird has done, what Magic Johnson just, I mean, I remember hearing really smart basketball people on CBS back in the day talk about, uh, including Larry Bird, talk about Magic dominates the entire game and scores 12 points. But he, his hands are all over everything. Well, that's what Jokic does regular season. But normally scoring is a big part of it. Normally. Mm-hmm. And... Also, not letting them score. 
Yes. And that's where Kawhi can really make a difference too. Is he he can shut your best stuff down, best guy down, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything with him when he's really cooking, which right now, I mean, 50, 50, 90, 27 a game or whatever it is. That's, that's just absurd. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> so the other guy's got to step up. Other guy's got to step up because this yeah. cat is rolling. Yeah, no, he he's looking phenomenal. And given the jumbled West, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And we're going to get to that um, a little bit later in the discussion. Uh, but right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys. Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David, um, I want to talk about Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, uh, two of the NBA's least like people particularly if you're not on their team right like it's just these are dudes who they're just annoying right particularly jillen right constantly what what are you really saying what are you really (laughs) saying about them annoying is not the word that i want to hear from you and and just to be clear i don't root for the warriors and i love draymond green because he's a fucking brilliant player but i understand your point he's easy not to like yeah yeah crazy crazy brilliant like mad scientist brilliant for sure on both ends offensively and defense. For, for sure, he's an unbelievable <laughs> passer. So, what do you really mean? You don't mean annoying. I mean, they're assholes. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, Gerard. That's my job as a coach. Bring the best out of my players. <laughs> they are assholes. They're, like, it's yeah. just, and not people like you don't want to see them because you know I'm going to be in for 48 minutes of hell. And I don't want, like, I mean, you got to compete, whatever, but it's like, this is a different kind of hell, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's constant. So, anyway. Dylan had an article come out on ESPN where he talked about Draymond and he said, you know, I don't like the Golden State Warriors. I don't like anything, anything about Draymond. I guess he's good and he understands the intricacies of their defense. That's why they like him over there. Like just very dismissive wow, of Draymond. I didn't know that. This, this whole thing. And then so Draymond being Draymond, of course, was like, oh, is that what Dylan has to say? All right. I got some things for him. So Draymond on his podcast. Too good. Too good. Uh, had to had, had to break all this down. So I want to play this. Uh, I haven't heard this at all. It's, it's too good. Yeah, I knew about it, but I heard it. All right, here, here we go. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me. <laughs> I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you, you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. 
Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now. So if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year, you for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals, you definitely would be talking because that would mean you you beat Team USA. And we all know how that goes. So gets away with a lot, too. What exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you. Not with you. He plays with heart. Knows the ins and outs of the defense. I want to be quite frank, I made the ins and outs of our defense. <laughs> that's, that's why they like him over there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. <laughs> or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you. But I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I contrib- I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. So next time you speak up on me, you should do some fact checking. Next time you speak up on me, you should do some soul searching. Next time you speak up on me, I hope you're in a better situation than you're in now where the guys you play with actually enjoy playing with you because they actually think you're contributing to winning. Because it ain't happening right now, champ. Ah, you're not a champ. You're a clown. It ain't happening for you. I just accidentally stopped our recording, but we're back. Yes, give you Golden State Memphis. That's what you want. Wow. I, I, I mean, wow. That was... I mean, David, he eviscerated him. Like there was, I mean, and nothing Draymond said was not factual, right? I mean, well, I don't know how the Grizzlies players feel about. Well, beyond beyond that yeah. part, right? But everything else, it's like uh, you gotta so, got no comeback. So listen, I enjoyed every second of that. <laughs> uh, I am old school in the sense that I I prefer those kind of things. Just don't air them publicly, right? right um. Right. Listen, I'm not second guessing Draymond Green. He's had a, an incredible career. Uh, as as a, the NBA's been around a long time. Second round picks been around for a long time. He's going to rank top few all time second round picks. Manu might be number one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jokic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jokic is number one. Jokic number yeah. one. Yes. Jokic Manu's number one, two. Yeah. Draymond's number three. Maybe. Um, yeah. It's a, it's an incredible story. But uh, I I I just feel like first of all, Dylan was wrong. Far more sure. wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just, it's just it, everything Draymond said is right, but I just prefer him not airing it public. I don't think it's great for the league. That being said, it's fantastic. It's funny, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, he, he, uh, you know, it's funny when Dray. I've always felt this way. Uh, Draymond's always reminded me of Udonis, mm-hmm. um, and I've always wondered if Udonis, Udonis is so gifted, was so gifted as a passer, and no one understood it. Because it's not how they played in Miami when he got there in 03. But had you played Udonis in the system, like at the Cuisinart, at that age, you know, when he first started, I really think he had a lot of Draymond Green in him. I really do. Especially when Draymond couldn't shoot because UD has never been a shooter outside of right. 18 feet. 
Um, but I don't, you would never hear UD talk that way <laughs> in that way. He would be more general and he would be in your face about it. Right. Like Udonis is not, he doesn't need the, the camera. He's just going to go right to you. Right. That, but again, um, I do think the league is reacting to Dylan Brooks and Memphis a little bit. Like guys, we, we all respect your talent, your best players away from the team for some pretty significant reasons as, mm-hmm. as, um, uh, Sean Kemp is now in, yeah. in jail. Yeah. Like guns are a whole nother thing than drugs, alcohol, whatever. Guns is something very different. Vaccines with Kyrie. I mean, guns are more uh, scarier than all of it, right? It's serious. So yeah, more serious than anything. So, um, Dylan, like this is not the time, but that's, that's Dylan Brooks. And, you know, and I'll say this and you've heard me say this before and you've said it too, to get these guys to play to the level they're playing at requires so much gumption, so much heart, so much swagger. Mm-hmm. And you've heard the term, listen, I used to carry, I swear to you, this is true, Gerard. I used to carry a briefcase to school every day when I was a first year teacher, I was 23. My, my wife, my girlfriend's aunt, she became my wife. Uh, used to go to Korea a lot uh, She because you work for Northwest Airlines, which existed back then. And she brought me an eelskin briefcase. Probably cost her eight bucks, but it was nice looking. <laughs> In my eelskin briefcase, my maroon colored eelskin briefcase that was glossy was um, uh, my scorebook for my team because I would always be doing stats all the time. And Ritz crackers. <laughs> nice sleeve of Ritz crackers. I swear to you. And I would carry this briefcase into my girlfriend's house because she lived at home she was a sophomore in college when i had just graduated uh, the first year we were dating and um i wanted her parents to think that i was going to go somewhere in my life so i had to fake it mm-hmm. i was a fucking mm-hmm. jv coach and a teacher <laughs> and i faked it well at some level these guys have to fake it when they don't feel it too we all have to at some point except they're on a microscope they're on national tv and there's an app and youtube highlights and whatever and social media and so i get that you have to really Believe in yourself, even when the evidence suggests you shouldn't, or you have no shot. So it's a fine line there, Gerard, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'd like, I'd like for the powers that be in Memphis to, to start recognizing we're, we're, a, we're a ship that's headed towards a, mm. an iceberg here. We got to be smart yeah. about how we're presenting ourselves because it's counterproductive for us. If I thought yeah. it helped yeah. them win games, I would argue differently. Yeah. Right. But I don't feel that it is, so... But that being said, I wish Draymond's got his own problems to worry about it in Golden State. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, well, of course, because Draymond's no dummy. As schedule makers would have it, guess who plays tonight as one of the TNT National No, I didn't games. realize that. You're <laughs> of kidding. course it is. Of course it's Memphis and Golden State. But is State. Dylan going to uh, play? Dylan's playing because he already served his one-game Service suspension for a okay. six. So he's, so he's playing. Draymond, of course, is playing. Curious. They get a bum hand. They get to do a little <laughs> pregame. I mean, my, it's, my, it's hilarious. My guess is you you saw Mad Men, right? Yeah. yeah you remember yeah. the? Did you see all the episodes? Almost all. There of them. was I mean, a there was a famous episode season. where Don Draper's in the elevator with the uh, the copywriter that worked for Peggy, Jewish guy, mm-hmm. and 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 he had given him a pitch for like Heinz, one of one of the different ads he was doing, and Draper had both pitches, the young kid's pitch. And, and Draper's pitch in the cab with him, and he left the kid's pitch in the cab, and he presented his pitch and got the deal done. Right. And Because he thought it was weak to go in the actual pitch with two different pitches, and the kid was mad. And he was just pitching at him, you must think whatever. And Draper's like, I don't even know who you are. 
You know, <laughs> that's how Draymond should play it with Dylan Brooks. Like you, you said your piece, but the reality is, what has Dylan Brooks really accomplished, Draymond, right. compared to not, you? You, you not, got you got bigger fish to fry here, buddy. You got to try to win some games. He, he certainly does. Um, no, and I think the, what you mentioned before about the Grizzlies, you know, I kind of before all the John Morant stuff happened, David. In my mind, I was like, the heel turns coming for this yeah. team. I, I was like, they shot up. They had the meteoric rise last year, right? They're the fun team. And I was like, but they talk a lot. I was like, people are going to turn on them quick. Boy, has it. And then you add in the Morant stuff and the br- – it's turned fast now, right? Like, so you go from – and you not even get to be a hero yet because you didn't win, right? So you go from the friendly, fun, young team to – now everybody's coming for you and can't wait to give you your comeuppance, right? Yeah. We knew that we knew it, right? this was coming. We yes. talked about this a year ago. Be humble yeah. or the league will humble yeah. you, be right? Humble like or, this. Yeah. Stay humble or be humble. That's what I say to the players all the time. Yeah. And and this is what's happening for, for the Grizzlies it right se- now. It seems like it. It seems like this is not injuries. That, well, Stephen Adams well, injured. We'll talk Adams. about that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But um, this is some self-inflicted pain. And we've talked about this too. The pain of losing is informative. Mm-hmm. Right, I think you have to go through some pain to 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 win a championship, mm-hmm. uh, but this is self inflicted pain. This is beyond yeah. what was yeah. really prescribed. So it's funny because I think the Celtics, the pain of losing the finals last year, galvanized them this year. I think so too. Low, low, low I think, the the, I think they're cresting, they're coasting, they'll get, they're turning on. I think, but it right, it, it it motivated them differently. The pain of losing the Golden State didn't have the same effect yeah. on Memphis. Right, it. For whatever reason, either made them think, ah, we should have beaten you or whatever it was, and it didn't galvanize them to, you know, we're getting in the lab, we're coming back, we're ready, we're hunkered down, we're focused. It changed things a little. And you mentioned Steven Adams. So he has the PCL uh, sprain. He just got a stem cell injection that Chris has released um, an update. So he's going to be reevaluated another four weeks. All that essentially means is he ain't playing the rest of the regular season because that's the timeline on that. Yeah. Um, and that's a problem because we already know, noted that their rebounding has suffered. Yeah. Adams has been out. Um, he doesn't free. He's not there to free people up with his bone crushing screens anymore. So shooting is also. And suffered. he occupies big guys, which allows Jaron Jackson Jr. to float around. Yeah, Correct. And, and so that's a problem for them right now. Um, Brandon Clark, um, Achilles out for the year. And he was excellent in the playoffs last year in that opening series against Minnesota. He's their first big off the bench. Well, now it's Santi Aldama, which who I like, yeah. but as David has said a million times, he ain't ready to contribute. Pro- to probably wins. not, right? You, it's hard to believe that he would be. It's possible, but it's, you, you don't expect it as a strategy. He's so young. Um, I want to say one thing about Memphis. You, you alluded to it already, which is the, the humbling thing. How they should have reacted to Golden State beating their ass and how they did react to two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of my favorite stories about this is I may have told this once before. I don't know if I did it on air or not. Uh, my son's like seventh grade AU team was playing. We were very, very good. And we were playing. Remember Bo Outlaw? Mm-hmm, of course. So Bo Outlaw has a team in Orlando. Because I think after he retired there, he just, no one leaves Florida. But maybe right. that'll change <laughs> now, but uh, because of taxes and weather, whatever. So all these former players end up staying here. And so he, we played him in, I don't remember if it was a championship game, but I think it was. And, uh, his team was kind of new to the scene. We had been winning for a long time, and we beat the shit. We beat the fuck out of that team. Uh, they had some really talented players, but they didn't know what they were doing yet. And when the games are over, every, all the fans were fine. We go to walk outside to talk to our team, and his our team did right. Like you don't loiter around, especially right. when parents are upset. Their parents were upset because we beat their asses bad, not embarrassingly, 
Like we didn't press the full game, but it was right. a blowout. So our head coach knows what he's doing. He takes our group. We're outside. Like we are not going to have problems. I was inside. I don't remember why. And I was late leaving to talk to the team. And as I'm leaving, there's Coach Outlaw with his team. His kids were fine. He was fine. His parents went up to him screaming and yelling about how the refs cheated him. <laughs> and, and I remember him. I mean, he's a tall man. He's got a deep voice. And he's like, hold on. Like, we don't go any further until you understand this. That is a team that's, like, made it to the final eight in the state. And they're better than they were. This was our sixth grade team. They had final eight. They're one of the best teams in our state, and they beat our ass fair and square. The refs had nothing to do with it. What you saw was your children aren't nearly as good, and I wasn't nearly as good as that group. And we one day want to play like them. And so when he was done with that, and those parents didn't say a word. They probably didn't believe him. But I knew it was true. I went over and introduced myself, and I said, now your kids have a chance. Because if you don't say that, then all those kids go home. Right. Mom and dad say it was all the referee's fault. Right. And they're not going to work extra hard on their game. Meanwhile, right. we have been embarrassed plenty of times. We didn't win every single term we were in. And a lot of times we got blown out in the final game by much better teams. Amazing. It was great to lose by a lot. Let's get better. How do you get better when you beat a team by 30? No, you get better when you're ass kicked. And then you start getting more and more competitive. That's where Memphis has really failed. And, and I look at Ja. I absolutely look at Ja. Because he's young. He's allowed to get better. We know he's got some issues now, but when you, when you take a beating and you come back better, that's a sign of leadership. And so we'll see this postseason, and right. now maybe without Stephen Adams. They haven't ruled him out for the postseason yet. Never just the, the regular season, Definitely, right? definitely yeah. done for the regular yeah. season. Yeah. Let's just and see how they do. That's the dirty little secret, David. Ja didn't come back better this year. He's essentially the same, same player. player. Yeah. And actually, if you really dive and look at it closely, slightly worse, right? Not shooting it as well. Like, so, you know, it's, it's, but that's to your point, right? You yeah. lose that series, you come back and you're like, oh no. Like I was looking for him to right. come back and be like, oh, I'm going to work on I'm my jumper all step. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now you got this, like with De'Aaron Fox, right? Now it's like, oh, you got to guard me out to three. Yeah. And also I'm going to get by you. He didn't do that. Yeah. And I think to your point, if your leader isn't doing it, this, this is a problem. Um, speaking of Morant, the uh, Colorado police in the town that he was in will not file charges um, because they, you know, no one was in. Because why? Nobody was hurt or injured. They could not find the gun. Nobody was called. Uh, they, they weren't called to any disturbance involving the gun, right? So in essence, no crime was committed. Should he be waving a gun in a club? No. No, but, but they're saying they can't find the gun. Therefore, it could have been a fake gun. We don't know. Any, we, yeah. I, yeah. Who knows? That's why. Right. We, we have laws. If they follow the law. It will be interesting, though, to see what the NBA investigation comes up with. Um, because it, did they – because when, when, the, when they did their investigation, they were already in, in L.A. So that's out of their jurisdiction. So what do you mean find the gun? Like what? Yeah. Unless you – Unless you went to LA to go right. search him, like how would you find it? That's a really right? great point. Because to me, there needs to be some more pain distributed. I'm not saying arrest the guy at all. I'm saying right. just follow the law. Let's right. just follow the law. Um, it helps to be a celebrity. Of Listen, there's does. been you you and I both know there's been innocent black men persecuted to every degree possible since this since the nation was before a nation. Right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that a couple of celebrity guys may get off you're not gonna hear me complain. Right, that being right. said, I want I want Ja to grow up and be the player we know he can be. 
So whatever has to happen for that, I'm ru- I don't want him to go to jail. I want him right. to, and I know I'm not the only one. There's people in Memphis. I mean, the business depends on him. He he he's he's lucky to be that talented and work that hard and play that ferociously, which he does. He plays athletically, which is something that not all athletes do. He does. Uh, I want him to enjoy all the fruits of that talent and labor. And, uh, and so if he's got to, like I said, I think he should be out the rest of the regular season. Although I think Memphis is smarter than me. I, I, don't, I wouldn't put a time, tell, time tell, a table on it. They're right. Let's just, let's just judge it day by day. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's happened is they first initially said he'll be away from the team for the first, those for two for at least two games. Two games have passed. They put out another statement. He'll be away from the team for at least the next four games. And I think right. that's what they're going to continue to do. And a lot of that is CBA language because right they can't say suspending and then the NBA suspends him for the same right. uh, infraction. Right. The league and the team cannot suspend you for the same thing based on union rules. Right. So I think that's why the Grizzlies are being very deliberate about nope, he's just away from the team. He's not suspended. So that whenever this investigation concludes. If Adam Silver in the league decides we're going to punish him, they can, right? And this is just the, the back door. But more important than that, to your point, yeah. David, we want to see – we love basketball and basketball is important. But as a human being, I want you alive, right? Like I don't, I don't want you getting caught up and in your family, killed and your family. Right, for, for no reason, yeah. right, for, for, for stupid stuff. So I hope he realizes the gravity of that and is serious about doing the right thing. Which I have a feeling what's going on right now. Yeah. Not that, he, so. not that he doesn't know some of this stuff. Uh, he, sometimes we have to be reminded. Like, I, 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 I have to be reminded that I'm not as young as I used to be, and so I can't just be crossing roads thinking, oh, I got this all figured out, because I could die. And that would be bad for everyone in my family. I'd be gone. It doesn't matter to me. I'll be gone. But everyone else will be upset. At least I'm thankful to say that my wife and kids will be upset. Um, we, have to be remi- we have to be humbled. We have to be reminded. That's all. And uh, I hope it works. And I hope we see a, a different jaw in the postseason and then next year because it's great for the league. No, absolutely. Great for the league. Um, Team USA basketball will be in Abu Dhabi this summer. Uh, they're going to play Greece in an exhibition game, some other teams. Um, all of this is just another way for these foreign powers with shady money to get themselves closer and closer to the NBA, which we both suspect that when the league does decide to expand whenever in the next few years, right? one of – there's two teams. I imagine at least one, a bid's going to come from the Saudis or someone in that region of the world because you need teams that – you need owners and people with unlimited wealth. Well, not unlimited, but a lot of wealth, and that's what they have over there. And an interest in you know hiding some of their uh, – issues let's say uh behind sports and this is this is one way to do it so i you know i think this is just another step down that road before saudi money eventually i mean saudi money is already in the nba tangentially but an actual full-fledged owner from that that part of the country the world excuse me so you you and henry can speak more eloquently on this than me um but i'll just share my feelings as a lifelong basketball person um i worry about like who we get in bed with as a league we, we, I think, you know, you guys have talked about this for a long time. And, and I remember, you know, over the years, the debate about if you let gambling into communities, you're going to be inviting criminal elements. I don't know if that's born true or not. I just don't know. I don't, I don't ever gamble anywhere but Vegas. Uh, I went to Mississippi once or twice maybe when I was much younger. I've been to the Bahamas. So I don't know what it's like. in like we have a casino in Tampa. Never been there one time. Been there forever. Never been there one time. Um, 
But I know that it makes some sense in theory that mm-hmm. when you start taking this kind of blood money in a sense, mm-hmm. um, it could lead to something a little bit more untoward because they don't they don't have ethics at all. That whatever whatever suits the green, the making of the green, it's like Fox. Whatever suit, what, however, whatever we have to do to continue to make money, we're we're not we're, we're not principled by anything else. Uh, I don't want that for the NBA, Gerard, at all. I agree. And so it's 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 me. It's inviting a scary thing, but that's where it's going. And I don't know where we're going to have guardrails. Yeah, no, you're 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 dead on there. It is. It is a slippery slope. Um, again, time will tell. We'll, we'll see. Um, you know who and what eventually comes in, comes into the NBA. Um, David, the last seventeen games or so, exciting times. And in the Western Conference, I'm looking at the standings right now because I think Denver's got the one seed pretty much locked up, seven games ahead. I doubt Sacramento catches them. We talked about Memphis, and now with a KD injury, unlikely Phoenix catches them. But second place through sixth is five game separation. That is crazy. I mean, and with Memphis in a free fall, which is looking like they are right now, Sacramento could pass them. The Suns could pass them. I mean, could you imagine Memphis potentially falling out of the top six? Only five and a half games separate them from the seventh spot, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, it's possible. This is what Adam Silver is hoping for, right? If the games matter near the end of the season, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of teams, not just a team. Mm-hmm. And I think there can be a lot of shakeup. I really do. Uh, I, do I don't think Denver is going to get caught. Right, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but wh- where can Phoenix get to right now? Yeah. Well, if, if, if Durant didn't slip yesterday, I'd be like, Phoenix can get to number two. But now I'm like, right. maybe so they now, can't. Right. So, um, but, but who's safe? Like who, yeah, I, who, I, I, who is safe? Denver. Denver. Denver is safe. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, maybe maybe you could say Sacramento. Sacramento, because they're healthy. Right? Yeah, Sacramento. Right? They're, mm-hmm. And they're tough mm-hmm. to guard. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird to say it because it's Sacramento. <laughs> but it's not their fault that the other previous 15 teams have sucked. Right. Right? Since uh, right. since the 05, I think 05, 06 was the last year to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, not, no, they, this team's a good team. Yeah, they're yeah, not they're fun good. to guard at all. No. So um, they have a lot of weapons and, and a great passer and Sabonis. So mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is, yeah. It's a it's gonna be a fucking dogfight. And if you're looking at the bottom, the Lakers, right. Mavericks, and Timberwolves. All th- I mean, the Timberwolves have to win now. They're not in any rebuild now mode or whatever because of the trade they made. All three of those teams could push themselves up. We talked about Golden State's got their issues. We talked about the Clippers having their issues, right? I mean, this could look wild in you know, in by the by the end of the season. Who knows? Yeah, it's uh the team that gets hot late is yeah. gonna be an interesting team to watch in the a little more interesting in the postseason. I don't love the West compared to the East. Oh, uh, the the East looks great, but yeah, you know. I don't. I and, ter- and also in terms of powerful teams. Yes. Um, but uh, it's yeah, we're getting what we want. It's going to come right down to the wire for all these seeds. Yeah, it's going to be normally. I don't know if I'm doing it this year. Normally, I do uh, a playoff roundup with Zach Lowe. We haven't mm-hmm. chatted about this year yet. It's never easy because uh, um, there's a lot that goes on, and we really get into right. the weeds, but. Yeah. We normally have some real time for most of the matchups. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I probably take two pages of notes for every matchup. Uh, and I write very small. But um, <laughs> man, we may not know until the very final day Yeah, with three yeah. or four of the matchups. Yeah, it's crazy. Plus the play-in, right? So you, you, you got that but to that, worry about, That's too. part of the problem, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's tough. You know who is like has a p- t- potential to fall out of the plan? The Pelicans, man. Now with the news that Zion, yeah. it, who knows when he's coming back? The Brandon Ingram injury has been ha- happening all year, and they've been in a free fall. Three or seven in their last ten. They are under five hundred. Like that's and if Oklahoma City somehow finds a way, it's only a game back. What if OKC gets into the play-in? That would be nice for that young team because they play well. I, I've watched their last three or four games. You've been talking about them all year. They run good stuff. They're just yeah. young, but they're they're good. J- and they've been resting Shea too, and they're still winning mm-hmm. some games. Jalen Williams Very is good. not going to win Rookie of the Year, but uh, he's going to be number two. Yeah, Very good. he's he's ahead of Mather right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to be the number two guy. And um, so I'm, I, I know it's not on the on the sheet, but I'm going to ask you to think about something, and our re- okay. our listeners can chime in if they want. I told Henry today I've been playing with what what deal can happen uh, that makes sense for both teams, and one of those teams is the Thunder for next year. And I I think uh, they can do a deal and get marketing. Yeah, Ooh. I think they can put together a deal and get marketing. Utah can get fat with more assets and picks, more players and more assets and players, I should say, because the players aren't assets, picks are. Um, they, Utah can just do that, and um, it gives them two NBA level players, OKC, and he fits what they do because they want, they want to play five out. So he shoots David. the three, he can drive and kick, he can play the five late in games. David, are you saying their front line has a potential to be? Markinen, Chet Holmgren, and Josh Giddy. Well, no, because close because Giddy. It depends on who they trade to get Laurie. Yeah, I was gonna say. You, so you can't I think keep I think Giddy's gonna have to be someone that goes. So okay. here's a better question. This is really the question: Is are you willing to trade Chet? I am, but I don't because know the know, details. I don't know the I don't know the injury history because you know what Markinen already is. Markinen's right. an All NBA level player right now, right now and, and he's young. I don't know I if Chet can be. I that. think he's 25. Right. Laurie Laurie's not old. We have no idea what Chet can right. be. Right, and right. so uh, now does Utah need Chet? They have Kessler. Right. Yeah, so, but yeah. still, you can trade one against something. Kessler can yeah. be traded for anyone. I mean, he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying I would trade Chet. I'm saying I'd be, I wouldn't, if that, if that deal could happen, um, I wouldn't just trade Chet. I'd get more than I get, I mm-hmm. get, you know, I'd want more. And then, of course, they want more too. But I've got the assets and picks. Um, anyway, just noodling with the idea. Of, I like it. Of Lori like and it. OKC. And they're with immediately and going five top out. four in the I West. Love it. Yeah. I, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. If they're healthy, oh, yeah. I, I like that team a lot. Good, good point there. Let's uh, let's swing over to the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike the West, uh, where Denver had the one seed locked up, Milwaukee's two games ahead. They don't have the one locked up quite nope. yet. I know Boston's been a little a little five shaky five lately. Last ten, yeah. But uh, look, and they, they again, they haven't locked anything up yet, and every, every team's one turned ankle away from who knows what happens, right? Yeah. As we literally just saw yesterday. Yeah, right. Um, In pregame. In pregame, not even playing. Uh, the Sixers, are, you can't quit them. Seven and three in their last ten. They're only four back of of the Bucks, two back of Boston. Listen, if they can overtake Boston and get that two seed, so they can avoid having to play both those teams, that would be huge for for Philly. And then, of course, there's the rest of the the rest of these between Philly, New York, Brooklyn, which which is starting to play better. Um, that's a that's a hell of a top six over there. Yeah, my thing is. Um is the, it really should be a battle to to avoid uh, the two three, be, and and that's where I think Philly and Boston are stuck with. I don't think they will be able. To, well, I think it's possible to catch Milwaukee, but Milwaukee is you know obviously playing pretty well, if not very well lately in the last twenty games. Um, 
because the one plays the four, mm-hmm. and now the two or three have to play each other, and they have to play Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. That's so that's where I think they're going to have some issues. But that doesn't mean they can't they can't do it for sure. They can. Right. Um, I think I favor all three of those teams over anyone in the West right now. I do. I favor I favor Philly also. I think. You you have you have been on Philly yeah. all year and have not quit them. You're no. you're a believer, and you know look. The, there's nothing that suggests that they shouldn't be. The only thing, like we talked about with Kawhi, we've seen Kawhi do it. We've seen James not come up in the yeah. postseason, and we've seen Embiid sometimes not come up in the yeah, postseason. Yeah, but Embiid's been great. The team hasn't been great. I think yeah. this year's team is deeper. I know this team is deeper. Maxi's starting to really come, shooting he's it really well. so well. Yeah, he's shooting really well. They've got, they've got Niang as a shooter. Tobias is good, solid. Um mm-hmm. They've get you know we've talked about Melton before. I just I don't love Doc as a coach. Um, I love James Harden as a as an intellect, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm uh, I think those three teams all are the favorites over anyone in the West. Uh, I yeah I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree there. I'm right there with you. All right, you know what time it is, David. Time for our top five. Okay, I've got the Cavs at number five. Ooh, Who do you got? I got the Knicks at number five. I mean, I get it. I considered them, but I thought overall I, I would give it to Cleveland. And then to me, it's 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 tough. I think these these are the some of the four best teams. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna just because of how it's going right now, uh, I'm gonna put Boston at four. Okay, okay. Um, I put Cleveland at four. Oh, wait a second. So you don't have Denver in your you don't have Denver or Philly in your top three. I do. I I just again because I go currently. What's happening? I just drop Boston out. Did you? Right? They're like yeah. they're five A. They're yeah. right there. They're, yeah. they're right there. Yeah. And they're just, five they're just, five. They've just been yeah. wobbly lately. That's yeah. all. I, I have Philly at number three by a hair because Denver lost badly last night. They just had mm-hmm. a terrible game, but they've been they've been very good. Um, and so I had Philly three, Denver two, Milwaukee one. What are your what's Denver? Um, uh, Denver three, Philly two, Milwaukee one. Yeah, yeah, we both have Milwaukee at number one, yeah. and um, They're Middleton. Well right now. Yeah, Middleton has not been great. He's coming off the bench, which yeah. look, if they're able to do this with him coming off the bench, like that's a fair. Yeah, that's a fair question for me. Um, I don't know if I picked them to win the championship if he's not playing better, which is what I said a month ago. They were my pick to win the championship before the season started against the Clippers. Uh, certainly possible they both make it LA. It's, it's because of Kawhi, if anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to see Middleton play better. Yeah, I, I and I think you know we'll see the rest of the regular seasons. I think that's what Bud's kind of kind of playing yeah. with there to get him kind of back back on track. But I mean, a, a Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, three trio. Well, again, we've seen that win a championship already. Right? It's already been done. We've seen it. We know they could do it again. Brook Lopez is playing well. Bobby Portis is back. They got Jay Crowder right. They're very deep, um, you know. They're they're and they're they're battle tested. How many? Nothing how many games? They're up two games on Boston. Two games on. How Boston, many on four Philly? Games on Philly. Four. four. That's gonna be tough. That one. Philly's got a tough schedule coming forward, I think, too. But if Philly can somehow overtake Boston, that's the one, and they avoid that number three hole. Woo, well, well if they're a two seed, that means they host it as yeah. They mm-hmm. would host the game seven potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It would it'd be meaningful, and I mean, it sure. mean Boston hasn't continued to play well they've continued yeah. not to play well mm-hmm. and that's something to consider too yeah no and, and you know boston's got their own stuff to kind of worry about right the robert williams getting him back and right and healthy because he's critical if he's not right i don't but 
I don't think they're going to win because right. Right? he's such a game changer for, sure. for what they do defensively. Um, all right, folks. Enjoy the NBA action this weekend. We will see you next week. Take care.